0: In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. The topic of today's show is learning from those with whom we disagree. I'm going to share with you three authors with whom I disagree a lot. Jonathan Haidt, Greg Lukianoff, and Mark Galley. But I'm going to tell you why we should be listening to them. They had a lot of good things to say. I'm Dr. Ever Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Good morning and welcome to The Rebellion. Well, like I said in the introduction, today's topic is learning from those with whom we disagree. And I'm going to feature three authors that um, I disagree with on a lot of things. Two of them are atheists, Jonathan Haidt and Greg Lukianoff. I'm going to spend a lot of time on Jonathan Haidt and his recent decision that went public where he has removed himself from his professional organization in sociology and psychology because of critical race theory and the censoring of ideas, the closed mind that's coming from the radical left right now. Now, again, Jonathan Haidt is an atheist. I do not agree with him on some very important issues, and he does not agree with me. But the one thing that we do share in common is the pursuit of truth, and that that should be the goal of the Academy of Education of the Ivory Tower. Greg Lukyanov is the president of FIRE, the Foundation for Individual Rights in Education, and Greg Lukyanov is likewise an atheist. He calls himself a pro-choice liberal. I disagree with him on his conclusions, but he stands for something very important, and that is freedom of expression, freedom of thought, the foundation of individual rights and in education, that you should be free to say what you want to say when you go to school, when you go to college, when you go to university, and that when you start shutting down ideas when you start censoring people when you cancel people because you don't like what they're saying and you disagree with them you lose the very heart mind and soul of what it means to be an educated person that's the nature of today's show that's the topic of what we want to do on the program today so let's take a break and when I get back I'm going to share with you a little bit more about who Jonathan Haidt is Greg Lukianoff And then I'm going to share a quote from Mark Galley, who is a Christian, but I disagree with a lot of his political conclusions. But he has a very prescient and important thing to say about the pursuit of truth and education. And I agree with him, and I can learn from him on this particular point. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. I'll be right back in a couple minutes. Okay, welcome back to The Rebellion. Now, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on Greg Lukianoff, I've already shared with you basically who he is. He's the president of FIRE, the Foundation for Individual Rights and Education. And if you've you've listened to this show at all, you know I've, I've cited him before, or at least I've referred to FIRE before, because they actually represented me in a lawsuit against the Obama administration. They called me and asked me if I would file a lawsuit, because no other university president in the nation would do so. And it was against the Obama administration's mandate that all colleges and universities had to start conducting these kangaroo courts for all claims of sexual harassment on their campus. In other words, the Obama administration was telling us we had to violate the due process rights of students on our campus. Basically violate their constitutional rights. Take those rights away from all of our students and subject those students to a kangaroo court of faculty, staff, and students in adjudicating any claims and all claims of sexual harassment. FIRE wanted to stand against that, rightfully so, and they couldn't find one college or university president in the nation willing to file a lawsuit accordingly. Isn't it ironic that FIRE, that is run by Greg Lukyanov, an atheist, called me and said, would you file a lawsuit against this? And I said, yes, as long as you let me continue to express my biblical worldview. Don't try to silence me when it comes to my views on sexual morality and sexual responsibility. I'm going to keep saying that we wouldn't have these claims of sexual harassment if we would tell young men to keep their pants on and behave like gentlemen. 99.9% of this stuff would go away if we would just teach biblical morality to men and women and stop embracing all of the sexual nihilism. And they said, fine, keep saying what you want to say. I don't know if they agreed with me or not, but they didn't try to hamstring me because they believe in the open expression of ideas and the pursuit of truth. And that's where Jonathan Haidt comes in. Jonathan David Haidt is an American social psychologist, and he's a professor of ethical leadership at New York University Stern, Stern, excuse me, Stern School of Business, and he is uh, an expert in the psychology of morality and moral emotions. Now, Jonathan Haidt is one of the premier psychologists in the nation, if not the world. He has written some popular books as well as academic works. His popular books are "The Happiness Hypothesis," "The Righteous Mind" is his second book and The Coddling of the American Mind. That one you probably recognize. And he co-authored that with who? Greg Lukianoff of FIRE. They actually co-wrote that one together. It came out of a, uh, an essay that they wrote in The Atlantic in 2015, and they turned it into a book titled The Coddling of the American Mind. In that particular book, they're talking about the rising political polarization in our culture right now, in the effects of um, fearful parenting, helicopter parenting, and the effects of social media on the way people think today, and they're challenging us and saying that we're coddling the the mind of our progeny, the the mind the minds, hearts, and souls of our children are are being uh, coddled. We're bubble wrapping them, if you will, to the point where they're not maturing and they're not growing because they're not challenged with. Contrary ideas, uh, intellectual diversity. That's the one time I would say diversity is a good good thing, is to have diverse ideas, various ideas, challenging ideas. It's that cognitive dissonance. It's the push, the give and take of those ideas in the classroom that should, should push us toward uh, embracing what's true and right and real. Now, hate is... Uh, Jonathan Haidt has described himself as a Democrat. In fact, he worked for the Democrat Party, and he tried to apply his political psychological theories to the Democrat Party strategy to help them win more elections. So, why am I citing this guy as a good as a, as a good guy today? It's because he has spine. He has courage. I disagree with his political philosophy. I. I think he is wrong on many of his conclusions on what we should be doing politically in our culture today. But I agree with him on one key thing. And what do I agree with him about? Well, the same thing I agree with Greg Lukyanov about. And that is freedom, intellectual freedom. That education should not be about diversity, equity, inclusion which is exactly what Jonathan Haidt just said. I want you to hear what I said one more time, and I want you to stop and digest the fact that Jonathan Haidt, a liberal, a progressive, who has worked for the Democrat Party to try to get it to win more elections, he wants to shift our political system to the left, if you will. I agree with him on a very important thing, that education should not be about diversity, equity, and inclusion. Do you believe that Jonathan Haidt is standing against that? And why am I standing against that? Well, here's the point. Last week, Jonathan Haidt announced his resignation from his major professional association. (coughs) Excuse me. And what is that association? It's the Society for Personality and Social Psychology. He resigned from that association. Why would he do that? Well, it's because the organization has new diversity, equity, and inclusion requirements. You have to you have to succumb to their way of thinking. You have to give yourself over to this box, put yourself in this box, this exclusionary box that ironically is called the box of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Now, Jonathan Haight came out and said that he believes that that requirement, that organization's new requirement of telling all of its members that they must subscribe to diversity, equity, and inclusion, he thinks, Haight thinks that these things come in conflict with his duty to teach the truth. Now, why? Here, here's what he says he says that the telos, okay? which is the purpose and the end goal that's what telos means t e l o s telos it means the purpose the end goal you know what's your target what's your objective well he says the telos of education should be truth he says this this is his quote as the telos of a knife is to cut the telos of medicine is to heal the telos of the university should be truth that's what hate just said and he's absolutely right he's spot on in other words what he's saying and he's reminding us of something very important right here is that education should be about facts not feelings and you go to school to learn not to lecture in other words You're not the professor. You're the student. So close your mouth. Stop acting like you know everything. Stop being a chronological snob like your new ideas are going to supplant all of the old ideas of history and tradition. Be quiet. Go to school and stop your lecturing, your arrogant little temper tantrums, and learn something. Education isn't about your feelings, it's about the facts that have endured the test of time. College is about pursuing truth, not protecting your opinions. I've said it a thousand times on this show. Okay, I've also talked about C.S. Lewis and his admonition in his book, God in the Dock. He said this, let's listen to this one more time. It's very important because Jonathan Haidt, an atheist, is essentially agreeing with C.S. Lewis here. Lewis says in God in the Dock that you have to put first things first and second things will be thrown in for good measure. If you do, put second things first and you're going to lose both the first and the second things. That's C.S. Lewis. Get your priorities straight. First things first and you might get the second things thrown in to boot. But if you put second things first, you get your priorities out of order. You're going to lose everything, both the first and the second. That's C.S. Lewis. So the point is this, and this is where I agree with Jonathan Haidt and by um, affiliation, Greg Lukianoff. The academy should be about first things. Education should be about first things, not second things. Education should be about an exceptional curriculum, not the common core, the exceptional stuff, the first things, not the secondary things, things that are common and average. Uh, Education should be more concerned with ethics, the first thing, than just information, a second thing. It should be more interested in character, a first thing, than careers, a second thing. Education should focus on how to acquire morality more so than merely earning more money. Morality is a first thing. Money would be a second thing. So a truly educated person should be dedicated to pursuing truth, rather than simply being tolerant. And that's exactly what Jonathan Haidt just said, that we should be pursuing truth. That's the telos. That's the goal. That's the target of education. That's the optimal outcome. Truth. Not being tolerant, inclusive, diverse. No. Truth, which is going to be intolerant of lies. It's not going to be so diverse that you embrace deception and pretend that it's on equal footing with things that are true. That's why Jonathan Haidt is resigning from his professional organization. And good for him. I give him a standing ovation. Thank you. We're on the same page. Let's pursue truth. Even though we disagree, as iron sharpens iron, let one man sharpen another in our disagreement as we pursue the optimal target and goal of the academy, of the ivory tower, the telos, of education, truth with a capital T. Good education should be about first things and not be content with those things that are second. In other words, to paraphrase paraphrase C.S. Lewis again here, when we can have a holiday at the beach, why in the world would we be satisfied with making mud pies in the back alleys? Which is exactly what we're doing in so much of education today. We're sitting around dirty in the mud, not recognizing that these second things are... Are, are, are really very unsatisfying. We could go to the beach and have a grand vacation if we would just recognize what the priorities should be. Put first things first. Put second things second. And you might get both. But when you reverse the order, you're going to get nothing other than dirty. And you're going to be fixated in the mud in the back alley. So implicit in Haight's resignation from his professional organization, is that he understands education should be about promoting unity, not division. I've said this before on the show. It's called a university and not a diversity for a reason. Classical education, truly liberal arts education, liberating education, is about common cause. The common cause of personal personal righteousness, not the divisiveness of your personal rights. It's about selflessness rather than self. Education should be about the unum rather than the pluribus, the unity rather than the plurality. Okay? It should be about veritas, truth, and virtue rather than vindication and vengeance. Education should be about finding out what's good rather than being too easily satisfied with what seems safe. First things first, and second things second. As Lewis said, when we reverse the order and focus on second things, we're going to get neither the first nor the second. It's only by dying to self. Now listen to me right now. I don't know if Jonathan hate. Or um, Greg Lukyanov agree with me on this. In fact, because they de- de- declare themselves to be atheists, I'm going to assume that they don't. But this is where first things first should lead us: the biblical worldview. And this is where I'd love to have a conversation, a debate with Hate and Lukyanov, because I respect them, and I think they would respect me and my right to express this particular perspective that I'm going to share with you right now, and it shouldn't surprise you if you listen to the show routinely. Only by dying to self do any of us ever find our true identity. Because by dying to self, you're putting first things first and second things second. We must understand that who we are isn't found in our fixation on race or gender. Who we are isn't found in personal grievances or our narcissism, our narcissistic infatuation with ourself. The Bible tells us in the New Testament, the words written by St. Paul himself, we are neither Jew nor Greek, male nor female, barbarian or Scythian. What is Paul saying right now? Stop the divisive nonsense of trying to separate people into categories because of your selfish fixation on what you see in the mirror. Stop it. Paul is saying, that's not the body of Christ. That's not the biblical model. We are human beings. We're made in the image of God, period, end of it. There's one race. There's the human race. We're not Jew or Greek or male or female. We're not barbarians or Scythians. We're not slave or free. We're one. Imago day image of God, human beings, and selfless unity in the one who defined himself as the ultimate son of man, the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, and the very incarnation of the way, the truth, the ultimate telos of education, the way, the truth, and the life, that's the first thing. When we're grounded in that, a lot of the second things are thrown in for good measure. Uh, So today's teachers, I would argue, and I think Lukianoff and um, Haight would agree with me, today's teachers are doing the next generation a great disservice by enabling them, the young people, to miss the first things by fixating on the second things like diversity, equity, and inclusion. John Richard Newhouse, a great Catholic thinker, warned that when we get things backwards in reality, when we reverse reality's order, this ontological dyslexia, reversing the order of reality, this only brings what Newhouse said, profound bigotry and anti-intellectualism and intolerance and illiberality that comes with our quest for liberalism. Do you get what he's saying right now? We're getting the stuff we don't want by fixating on second things. We get microaggressions and trigger warnings. We get people who run from the debate rather than toward it. All of this stuff, this ontological dyslexia, reversing the order, second things rather than first things first, Okay, all of it leads to segregation rather than integration. It focuses on division rather than unity. And it always results in resistance and retrenchment and revenge rather than what is right. Now let's talk about Mark Galley. Uh, He's a Christian. He wrote for for Christianity Today. I disagree with his political conclusions on a lot of stuff. I think he's got Trump derange syndrome, Trump derangement syndrome, I should say, to the extreme at times. I kind of put him in the same box as David French. But they're believers. They believe in Jesus Christ. They put him first. And I could be wrong, but the beauty of what hate is calling for and Lukianov is calling for is that we can sit down and argue about these things in a civil way. Galley says this, and I agree with him on this point. He says, the problem with identity politics goes even deeper than disunity. It encourages me to notice what is passing away while failing to notice the reality of what will last. And then he goes on, he says, Given human nature, a fixation on identity seems to inevitably degenerate into judgmentalism and division. Identity based on common interest, experience, or even gender or race cannot enable the one thing that Jesus is most eager for us to do, come together in unity And then he says, the fixation on diversity has produced a generation of liberals and progressives narcissistically unaware of conditions outside their self-defined groups. Identity liberalism has failed, he says. National politics in healthy periods is not about differences. It's about commonality. Close quote, Mark Galley for Christianity Today. Spot on, standing ovation. And then he says this. Here's another great close by Mark Galley. He says this, As we keep reading the New Testament faithfully, this reality sinks into us more and more deeply. As much as we take pride in our many differences, i.e. diversity, equity, and inclusion, we'll keep coming back to the most amazing thing about each of us. We have died with Christ, and it is not we who live, with those various identities that we're so proud of, but Christ who lives in us. That's our glory. That's our identity. Close quote. Standing ovation, Mark Galley. You nailed it. It is the first thing of being in Christ. If we are in Christ, we are a new creation. Behold, the old is gone, the new has come. That's from St. Paul in a letter to the Corinthians. He's telling them, if you're in Christ, you are died. You've died to self. You're dead. You're dead to yourself. Your diversity, your inclusion, your, 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 your identity politics should be the last thing you're thinking about if you're part of the body of Christ. Because the old is gone. Behold, the new has come. I'm going to read that quote from Mark Galley one more time. I want you to listen to this. It's very important. Mark Galley says this, as we keep reading the New Testament faithfully, this reality sinks into us more and more deeply. As much as we take pride in our many differences, and what Galley is saying right now, the second thing of taking pride in some diversity, some inclusion, those aren't necessarily evil things, but they're second things. They're not first things. So let's read that sentence again. As much as we take pride in our many differences... We'll keep coming back to the most amazing thing about each of us. We have died with Christ. And it is not we who live with those various identities that we're so proud of. The color of your skin, your national background, um, uh, whether you're male or female, uh, your age, uh, your height. All of these differences, your intellectual capacity, your IQ, all of these differences, yes, they're real, but they're not the first thing. We have died with Christ. It's not we and those differences, those identities that live, but Christ who lives in us, Christ who lives in us. That's our glory, and that's our identity, and that's the truth. Jesus said he's the way, the truth, and the life. He defined himself as the way, the truth, the truth. He defined himself as an alphabet, the Alpha and Omega. He he spells out the truth. he's, He's called the Word made flesh and dwelling among us. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus is the word. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the reality. Jesus is the telos, the ultimate end goal, the target that we should be reaching for. And it's only by dying to self, setting aside, killing, if you will, those second things of diversity and inclusion. It's only by killing those things that we allow the first thing to rise up. And that first thing is unity, not diversity, unity. It's what's right, not our personal grievances, not our self-righteousness that prevails. It's what's truly right and real. We get the order straight when we put the first thing first. And yes, it's at that time, the second thing's those second things actually start to bloom and complement the body of Christ. Because we see that there is there is diversity in a positive way within the body at that point in time. But it's not something that we perceive as the end goal. It's just the beauty, the frosting on the cake, if you will, of being part of a group of people that comes together, by focusing on something more important than ourselves, something more important than our divisions, and that is the unity that comes through the truth, the word, the logos, made flesh and dwelling among us. That's our identity, and that's our glory. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.